hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talking Jacks. I am Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my host, Ben Gosshorn. How are you today, Ben? I am a mixed case of emotions, a basket of emotions, if you will. Um, this is, I feel like it's going to be like a therapy session. Um, I don't know. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. It was, uh, my voice is a little bit shot from last night. If you oh, can't yeah. tell, um, it's a little <laughs> bit, uh, ra- more raspy and maybe a little deeper than usual. Um, yep. so I didn't just like chain smoke a pack of cigarettes before we started. It's from screaming last night. Yep. I think, uh, it's not the quality of the sound. It's the fact that uh, we both were yelling a lot. Um, yeah. Yelling, jumping we'll around. My uh, my later. quads are yeah. sore from jumping around so much. Um, yeah, like which is not I've something never... I expected to do after attending a <laughs> soccer match, not playing in one. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a. Last night was a little crazy. Um, if you're unaware yeah. of what we're talking about. Uh, I don't really know why you'd be listening to the podcast, but if you are unaware, the Charlotte <laughs> Independents played a wild 3-3 match uh, with Atlanta United 2 with four yeah. goals being scored in the last 15 minutes of the match, two of those in stoppage time. Um, yep. but it was just an absolute wild game. Um, where do you even want to start? Do we want to just start with start from the top? and, and... <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, we, we can start, so we can start with... with... We can start with the bad. How about that? We'll start with the bad. So the bad yeah, is the bad. first minute of the game. Uh, <clears throat> I think yep. um, about every player on the field made some mistake in this uh, in the lead up to mm. this goal. Um, I've watched it several times yeah. now, much to my dismay. Um, <laughs> kind of, it kind of starts out with a with a, just a simple ball over the top, um, and, and and you can just tell nobody's awake yet on for the independence. Um, yeah. Gutman doesn't really challenge for the header, which, okay, if you're not going to challenge for the header, then drop back. He did neither. He didn't challenge for the header or drop back um, to cover the space behind. So the header went right to the feet of the, of the defender. And then uh, Tico slides out to, you know, take take up the space uh, and try to cut off the defender. But then Gutman, rather than dropping inside to cover where Tico was just at, he tries to go around the outside and take the ball from him. But then Tico kind of drops off and lets him go, which that was bizarre. Mm. Both of those moves were bizarre. Him going to the out, Gutman going to the outside <laughs> and Tico dropping off. Um, and so then from there, it's just a scramble. Jake Ehrman was kind of caught jogging and, and ball watching a little bit as the runner runs right past him into the box. Roberts is scrambling to cover the runner that Jake didn't cover. And then Taku doesn't get back to cover the space that Roberts was uh, occupying before, which led to a pass to a wide open Romario Williams, who is not going to miss many. Uh, he did miss one in this game, but the other chances that he had, he did not miss because he's phenomenal. Um, we've seen him tear it up at this level. And that was what, two years ago. He's gotten even better. I'm sure playing, playing in training with, yeah. with Joseph Martinez and, and the rest of those Atlanta first teamers, you know, he's gotten some first team minutes. Uh, and really, I, 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 I'd be shocked if he plays more than three games for the twos this year. Um, this being yeah. one of them, you know, it was just a little bit unfortunate with the timing. The, the first team was off uh, due to the international break and they sent Romario down, you know, Jason was talking about on the show, Jason Longshore 
how the Atlanta is going to use their two team as more of a reserve squad. And we really saw that, you know, we, he had talked about Franco Escobar who did play the majority of the game uh, before coming off late, but Romario Williams was not a name that came up in our conversation with him. So maybe that even was a surprise to him, but um, that's a guy who is uh, making substitute appearances a good bit for the first team coming down. Uh, and I, I don't know if maybe we didn't plan to have him, you know, I, he, he's a, he's a game changer in terms of your preparation because uh, I feel like if you have, if you know where Mario Williams is going to be the striker against you, you're going to actually like game plan to make sure somebody's on him at all times. Um, yeah. And we did not, we, we, you know, we did not do a good job marking him um, the entire game. We didn't do a great job marking several of their players at times. And then other times we did do a pretty good job. It was a, the defending was like, I think overall the defending was a little bit better than last week. Um, but you still had those individual yeah. mistakes that cost goals all, you know, all, all three times cost the goals. So, um, you know, we had Brandon Miller had to make a couple of like really nice saves. Um, but other than, other than like the goals and the couple of nice saves, like we kind of controlled it at the back for the most part, which, so it was a slight improvement, just not in the scoreline. If that makes any sense, uh, it may not make any sense. No. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, a step in the right direction in some ways, um, I, I don't know. I think it's hard to say. I'm, I'm going to try to be, I'm going to be way more optimistic than I should be in this episode per usual. Um, but, um, in case anyone was wondering, um, this was not even close to the quickest goal scored in USL history. Um, we wouldn't even be in the top 10. Like we'd have to, we would have had to have given up a goal in nine seconds to be the top one. Um, or the fastest goal scored in USL history. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that's a slight silver lining. Um, yeah. I, I think it was kind of definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. It was not great, obviously, from the get go to just kind of like I was, I was obviously already in my seat, but it was like, let's do it. Oh, wait. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a wake up call. But I think we responded pretty well. Um Given the circumstances, I would agree with that. No, it was so give up a goal like that is really demoralizing. Um, yeah, but like you said, the response to it was pretty good. I mean, we we from that we created a a couple of really early chances. Um, one off of a set piece, actually, two off of set pieces. Um, you had Mm -hmm. Gutman coming in with a header. That was one thing that was a consistent uh thing throughout the whole game, is we were really threatening on set pieces. Um, Enzo had some really good deliveries, the first one being that header from like six yards out that Gutman had it was just unfortunate that he headed it I mean he headed it really with a lot of pace and power but it was right at the goalkeeper um and then I don't know maybe just a couple minutes later another corner kick and I can't I couldn't tell if it was Aaron Mound or if it was um Hugh Roberts who got a got a foot to it um and it just glanced yeah, off the post see I thought it was Mansale see I don't know I I don't know obviously um yeah, but that was well. I wonder if I can almost figure this out with the chat board. USL's website has not been very um, agreeable today. Um, surprise, but uh, yeah, it's it, it was. I think that we definitely had some some good opportunities in in the first half, and that's what was was nice about it is we didn't just flat out um, pack it in. I mean, yeah. and kind of similar to the other the, the first game as well. It looks like based on the uh, 
sorry to just kind of completely go off track there. It looks like I could be wrong, but I think it was Mound. I think you were correct. Okay. Um, but my God, if that goal would have went in, I know, I know that's a big if, but like, whoa, he was running through the air and whew, that would have been nice. Well, the uh, but, announcers uh, were saying it would have been goal of the week, which I mean, yeah, but that was uh, before that bicycle kick out in Portland. Happened, yeah, that, so that bicycle kick. Was, I don't think was, anything would have topped that. <laughs> yeah, that. But I see what they were saying. It was. It would have been. A, it would have been a nice goal. It would have been. Um, but even, yeah. um, you know, we even had another chance later in the first half that was that we really should have scored. Ooh. Enzo Enzo kind of yeah. took it off of Jack Metcalf's foot and was was in on goal, hit the post, um, and then. Taku, I don't know if Taku was just expecting it to go in, but the rebound, it rebounded off the post right to him. Mm. Uh, if he yeah. had just put any part of the body, any part of his body onto the ball with like a forward motion, it would have gone in the goal. Um, mm. Like if he had headed it, he could have headed it in off the post. He could have hit it with his chest. He could have you know, yeah. tapped it with his foot. If he, But he, I don't know. It was like he was caught flat-footed even though he was in the right place. Um, so that was really unfortunate. Uh, yeah, because we, we you gotta score those. Um, when when you get when you get in a chance like that in that space, I know Enzo could have scored, uh, but you, he, Taku did great to not not like expect the ball to go in. He did great to like be in the right spot. Um, yeah, he just didn't put the finishing touch on the ball, um, which was unfortunate. That would have I think that would have changed the game because I don't know. Not ninety seconds later, it seemed like was when Romario Williams scored the second. Yeah. Um, and that one was unfortunate. It was a little bit of, I think it was a little bit of a good play by Romario and a little bit of a wet field, slippery field, which slippery field was something we saw. We saw players falling on both teams all night. Um, yeah. It was real kind of bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen players on that field slip and fall as much as they were uh, in that game. But Hugh, Hugh slipped. Uh, and then once he slipped, it was, I mean, it was Romario Williams with eight yards between him and the nearest defender and Brandon kind of came up, come off his line to try to cut off the angle and he just put it right under him. Um, it was, you know, that's the, that's the goal that Romario is going to score probably 10 times out of 10. And I think that's, it's a tough situation because you don't want to put anybody in a position like that. But I think once we, I, I think the, the, the biggest theme I'll take from the last, the first two games are that we've, we've given up really good opportunities and we've given them up to really good players essentially. Um, and they're going to put the goals in the back of the net. I mean, it, it, you can't really hang Brandon Miller out to dry in those situations. Um, and it's tough. Um, but I think it's, it, I honestly, I hate that we even had to play Romario Williams. I'm not going to get on my soapbox and, and even really go down that route to complain about two teams doing it. I don't like it, but it's kind of just the way it is. I mean, if, if somebody can come up with a, a solution to negating that, mm-hmm. do it. I, I'd love to hear it. Um, but it's unfortunate um, in a lot of senses there, but... Second half was interesting too. I mean, we, I, I like you. I think you said this earlier it, uh, when we were talking before that it, it was kind of surprising to see the possession not much more in our favor. Um, I think we we pretty much 
controlled the second half for the most part. I mean, they definitely had a few chances here and there. Um, what did you think about the second half? Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. especially, I mean, it, you almost have to discount the last like 15 minutes because it was really up and down. Uh, but before that, when we first when we scored like the first goal, the maybe even the second goal from that, you know, 45 minutes on to that point, we really did control the game. Uh, we played it at our mm-hmm. pace. We we the only time they had chances were on the counter, and they weren't super high quality chances. Um, they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't getting good chances until the game got really stretched at the end. And when you're chasing a game, you're gonna kind of have to live with with some of the chances that you give up on the counter like that. Um, yeah, and you know we really we were, came close to scoring several times before we finally did get the first goal. Um, Enzo and Alex were really great on the right. I mean, almost everything went down the right was coming down the right side, um, which was mm. really surprising considering the fact that we were missing Joel Johnson, who would normally be yeah. the player that they're working off of. You know, if we had, I mean, Aaron Mound did a good job to fill in for him, uh, but he was you could just tell he was totally totally different type of player. He wasn't really yeah. overlapping much. Um, he was there to he was getting forward a little bit, but he was mostly there as an outlet. Uh, for who, Alex or Enzo or whoever was, you know, had the ball at their feet to kind of pass back to and recycle it, um, but he was he wasn't really overlapping, getting getting down the line like Joel would. Um, but no, the first goal was a great, uh, great little run by Enzo, and an even better kind of run, or I guess it wasn't really a run. He kind of just stood still by Oduro to just like create the space. Um, everybody followed Enzo, and he cut it back. And Oduro had, you know, all the space in the world to finish it. Really good goal. He nearly scored a, a header, I don't know, five minutes before that. So I thought Oduro played pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like he came off with a little bit of a hamstring injury because he was – Yeah. Um, I didn't really catch that until I watched it, watched the game again. on And on the mm-hmm. broadcast they showed after the first goal, actually, he was pointing to his hamstring. And so he, he yep. carried on for a few more minutes. Um, and then we replaced him with Jorge um, soon after, pretty soon after. But uh, we replaced him with George, though, didn't we? Um, I think that was after. Uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you I are think... right because I guess the, the the double sub was the one for Mensali and um, Taku. Taku, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but it was. Uh, it's, uh, I'm hoping he's good, uh, all, all things considered, because he did. I mean, he the chances he had, he did pretty darn well with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked him a lot. It's just the pace and the goal he scored. Um, like Enzo, it's tough to categorize him, um, like where he's playing on the pitch, essentially, because if you look at the formation that was essentially put out, it was a 4-4-1-1. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, math. Uh, but yeah, it was a four four one one, and it was. I think we shifted a lot in that formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it, it was, was very a little fluid. Bit, yeah, um, and it was. I think it really just gave Enzo a good bit of space to find the holes. Kind kind of like I think Dave Dixon had mentioned on Second Yellow, where they're just going to put him in a position to to be the captain, um, and, I, and I think he. He had a really good game, yeah. um, and it in a game like this for him to continue to battle and fight and 
and really all the players, but particularly him, to not get quality chances and still be selfless in his actions, it, it shows a lot. Um, I mean, of course he got that assist, which was just perfect. I mean, because you think that like, and we saw a lot of chances last year in just different times where like you'll, we'll do a pass and nobody knows what's going on. And then, but with, with Dom and Jorge, you, you make a pass like that and you, you change it up because normally, I mean, you go over the top, that's going to get taken out by our players, but, or taken out by the defenders. But it was a really uh, veteran pass to, to cut it back like that. I think. Yeah, I I think there's still some chemistry issues with the with the kind of front four attackers. Um, Min Sally did not look like he was on the same page with a lot of the players, and it was his you know it was his debut. Uh, so yeah. that's a little bit of that is expected. I think I think it's only going to get better in terms of the the final third stuff because there were several mm-hmm. times, especially early in the in the first half, um, where players were playing balls in behind to guys and the guys weren't making the runs. Or vice versa. Guys were making the runs and not getting the ball played to them and getting frustrated. Um, and there were just a couple kind of where we had breakaways where uh, they tried to they tried to find one another and it, the, the ball was just a little off. Um, so mm. it's it's going to come around, I think, in that it, I'm not super worried about the attacking. I mean, the, the, we have so much talent. I thought Alex played yeah. phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah. He, I mean, he, he had some ridiculous passes. The pass to Enzo mm. to set up the goal was absolutely filthy. Um, if you if you haven't seen like the replay of the first goal, go back and watch Alex's pass to Enzo before the before the assist. Um, it was even you know ten times better than Enzo's assist. No 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 offense to Enzo, um, but he was you know cutting to his left and, and no no look pass back to his kind of almost behind him um, mm. to to break the lines. It was great great pass, um, and he actually had a couple of similar like that. Um, throughout the game some of them came off some of them didn't but I, th- I thought Alex was phenomenal I thought Jake came in and out of the game um there were moments where he was great and you know the, he had the assist on the third goal he had mm. some really good play like he had that that one where he flicked it around the player um but I thought he yeah. was most he was most dangerous when he got out on the left wing and he didn't really get yep. out on the left wing until late in the game um yeah I, I think I think he's a he's the type of player that if he's going to play in the center um, I think he has the skills to do it, but I think he, when he's playing in the center, he needs to be, it needs to be simple stuff. He needs to be one, two touch passing, uh, moving the ball and then allow him to drift out to the left from the mm. center. If he's going to play that in that center midfield role, um, he needs to be on the yeah. left side and he needs to have the, um, ability to, to drift wide, because I think that's where he's at his best is combining with a fullback overlapping, um, or, or, mm-hmm. or you know, getting in little, spaces with the with the forwards um so there were a lot of players who had you know good performances hard to say anybody had like a great game from start to finish because it seems like almost everybody on the field had some had a pretty big mistake at one point um yeah i mean that's just the net you know that's that's gonna happen when it's a 3-3 game but uh yeah you know, i mean yeah i i would think it's that's maybe the one of the better games we've seen from from Jake and Alex. Probably the best game we've seen from Alex, full tilt and everything, in a long time. Um, I think he looked really comfortable, um, and he combined it with with Mound pretty darn well. Um, and really, correct me if I'm wrong. Jake put that assist with with his left foot, didn't he? Yeah, he's left footed. 
Is he left footed? I mm-hmm. thought he was right footed. No, he's left footed. Oh, he's no... oh, okay, okay. Either way, um, <laughs> it's still good though. Um, but yeah, like he just, it was interesting to see him play out in more space and how well he did with those opportunities. And I, uh, I think he showed really just how versatile he is, mm-hmm. um, and just how he, when he's at his best, he can really hold his own. Um, and I think even though Hugh did have that slip. Um, which you can contribute to the turf. You can contribute to Romario just making a really good turn, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it was a little uh, bit of both. You know, I don't think it was a situation where Romario <clears throat> just like shook him out of his shoes. Um, yeah. But he did make a good move, and the we saw players slipping all night. So yeah. I'm not really surprised that someone slipped. And even in that, it was almost like that one spot, Jorge slipped in the second half. Um mm in that same spot in the box uh, on, oh, on, did, on, on the past, you know, that where Jake did the, fl- the fancy yeah. flick around uh, hmm. and then played it in and it would have landed right at Jorge's feet if he hadn't slipped. Yep. Um, so that was something point. about that area of the field. I don't know. Um, I actually made a remark to Richard and this actually goes to one of Richard's questions about the slipping. It seemed like they watered the field a little late. Um, I could, yeah. I could just be misremembering, but I felt like in the past they would water the field before players would come out to warm up. Um, but this time they did it right after. Um, yeah. but I don't know if that contributed to it or not. I don't know if that's normal. And I know they, they didn't water it at halftime. So I don't know if it was just yeah, a, just... this time of year, maybe the water just retained, uh, on the surface a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, cause it yep. was, it's not as hot. The sun was, you know, not overbearing. So maybe the water, maybe they just watered it a little too much. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I have no idea. I'm not a groundskeeper. I have, you know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm really just speculating. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. you, we saw both teams all over the field slipping and sliding. Um, so I'm surprised that wasn't addressed like at halftime, like switching to like longer studs, um, but maybe mm. they don't have the resources to have like multiple boots for USL. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, but I think Hugh did about the slipping. Did have a good game overall. Yeah, he did. Um, I think he won, he won a number of balls in the air, uh, which is just something we've never really had defensively, uh, honestly. Um, and I think he showed why he needs to start to be honest yeah with you. And he, was, he was really aggressive like in a good way yeah. he he won the ball um high up the field you know if we played a high line you know like you oh, mentioned yeah. before we got on the air uh brandon miller's heat map i mean he was consistently coming outside of his box to to kind of sweep yeah. up um that's a new thing uh, he that was not something that happened a lot under coach jeffries um, yeah maybe if we were chasing a game late something like that but it was from the start brandon miller was way off his line um and he did it consistently i think there's still some communication things that need to get worked out um there was that scary moment where he kind of collided with i think it was roberts um that they kind of they both went for the same ball outside of the box and collided and it left an open goal and atlanta nearly scored Mm. Um, so some stuff like that needs to get worked out a lot of i mean really i think a lot of the stuff at the back goes down to getting repetitions with each other um Mm -hmm. this this team has come together late, uh, like they always do. The Independents are not a team that's going to have their roster set in stone until 
you know, usually the week of the first game, if not after that. Um, that's yeah. just the way it's always been. So there's the chemistry is not going to be there from from game one, um, and that I feel like that's really important for defenders. They need to know where each other is going to be. They need to be able to communicate. Um, so, yeah. Um, then Jorge came on mm. and started creating. Uh, we get the second goal off of a corner kick. So, you know, like I said, we were being really dangerous on set pieces. Uh, I thought we scored originally from the stands. Um, it looked like the ball crossed the line. And when I saw the replay, I don't think it did. Um, it was I don't know who, who headed it off the line. Was it Metcalf that headed it off the line? Um, I think it was Lawrence White, honestly. Okay. It was one of the blonde slash red haired white guys yeah. that they had, and they had like four of those. So and it was difficult to tell their numbers <laughs> with the, the with peach the orange, kick. yeah. The orange numbers yeah. are really hard to read. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was such that was like the epitome of the game because like we get a really good opportunity. Was it Jorge you said that put it on frame? Um or who put I actually don't put, think I don't think the header was Jorge originally. I, I think the first no. header was roberts or or somebody yeah but that was was one of the center backs who was kind of coming in late Mm, but it was like a lofted header to the far it was a really nice header yeah perfectly placed it's just that there was a man on the back post to head it away um and then of course the ball alex was right there to head it back in which you don't see alex get many headers but he made it count Uh, it was a great header right back into the dangerous area and then Kivon rose up with another, which is a perfectly flicked header. To I mean, literally mm-hmm. to the same exact spot as the first header was. It's just the man wasn't on the post this time to, to yeah. knock it away. Um, but that was that was great to see him get a goal. I was really surprised to see him yeah. sub on um, because you don't think about subbing in a defensive midfielder for a forward. Um, no. But what it did I mean, what it did is it allowed our other midfielders to push way forward, which is actually how Jake got into the space to to assist the last goal is because Kevon was there cleaning up everything in the middle of the field and Mark Hill uh, was getting forward a lot. Uh, Mark Hill, I, whew, I really, yeah. really liked what I saw from Mark Hill. Um, yeah. Scored, he scored the goal guy. that was eventually ruled offside. Which um, was 100% he, onside. He, he, yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. We have some questions about the refereeing, so okay. I figure <laughs> we'll make an exception to our rule that we break all the time about not talking about refs. <laughs> um, but really impressive cameo from him he was doing a little bit of everything in the middle of the field he was winning loose mm-hmm. balls he was going into tackles um and then some really crisp passes yeah and, and, and good little runs and combinations so i i i really want to see more out of him um yeah wouldn't be surprised to see him start in the near future if that's how he's put playing in training um because he he really did well in this game yeah. But, but really, yeah. I mean, once once the 70th minute turned, I mean, we, it was just all independence for a little while. Um, the third goal was just glorious. I mean, right before we scored the third goal, we scored. We had the Mark Hill offside goal, um, mm-hmm. and then Enzo was tackled in the box. Um, yep. <laughs> which looked to me 100% a penalty um, because I've now seen two angles from. I saw the angle that I saw in person, which yeah. the guy kicked his right leg. Right out yep. from under him, um, and then I saw it from the reverse angle on the broadcast, and sure enough, the guy kicked his right leg right out from under him. I don't, you know, the the yeah, linesman, I, the yeah. linesman should have seen that. The head referee should have seen that. It should have been a penalty. Um, whatever, you know, if you don't want to give it, that's fine. Um, yeah, he let a lot go. So, oh yeah, you know, he was at least somewhat consistent in that. Um, mm. But then we did score the third goal. 
great little combination between Gutman and Jake, and then a phenomenal pass yeah. from Jake in in between the two oh. center backs where Jorge Herrera, Ageless Wonder, put it yeah. put it low, put it right where the keeper was not going to get it. Uh, God, it was so brilliant. That was such a yeah. great moment. Um, I think that was like the only thing that rivals that was his bicycle kick um last season yeah that was the, the response the response from the stands like and everything was just crazy like i it was like everybody who was in the stands ended up on the railing and we were yep. all there screaming and jumping around and you lost your glasses and yeah somebody spilled like threw a beer on me and yeah. i like like normally you i'd be incredibly angry about that type of thing but it was just pure <laughs> soccer pandemonium and it it was such a good goal. I mean, I don't even know how Jorge Herrera gets up to win that. Like, I'll I'll be venture to say he has he has a better vertical than I have. He's got springs uh, in his shoes. He does. Yes, he. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, just to be able to do that at all, and just ah, uh, to time it out right, it, it was glorious. Um. And then it happened. Yep. Uh, and then they that was let like it the all go. Third minute, I think. Yeah, Jorge's goal happened in the ninety-third yeah. minute. Uh, Ugh, if we had just, if we could have just defended for sixty to ninety seconds, game would have mm-hmm. been over. Um, yeah. We just we didn't do it. Um, I don't know if we were. I don't know if we just lost our concentration. I think it may have been a little bit of that. We may have just been a little bit too. Um, I mean, obviously you, you have to celebrate a, a winning goal like that, but, um, maybe they just didn't yeah. get back focused because Atlanta went right down the field, um, swung the ball around quickly and we didn't rotate over Gutman was mm-hmm. left kind of on his own. Um, yeah. I don't know who was supposed to be there, but I imagine the idea is not to have the left back have to cover 30 yards. Um, yeah, but that's what he had to do. He had to cover. He had to cover too much space, and he didn't have enough time to cover it. Um, so the Atlanta player was able to put a good ball in. Good save from Brandon Miller on the original Amazing. header. But yeah. again, uh, some some people at the back post not paying attention, not being aware of Romario Williams, left him on his own. And it's unfortunate because a lot of times you know that rebound is not going to fall right to the feet of the attacker, but yeah somebody's got to be there on him to to at least put him off even if the ball does fall to his feet at least put him off don't make it just what was you know the easiest goal he scored in the game Um, yeah Hmm. you know that's it's frustrating it's really frustrating um Mm -hmm. almost as frustrating as the first goal i you know this one at least they have kind of a built-in excuse they were probably exhausted physically which Mm -hmm. maybe led to the mental mistake the first, the first goal, you know, is really inexcusable because they were they were fresh. They should have been uh, more into it mentally. Yeah. But really frustrating. But you know, all things considered, it three three is probably a fair result. Um, I think yeah. both teams both teams had chances that they missed, big chances that they missed. Uh, I can think back the Romario Williams one where he hit it off the post, uh, which would he he scores that probably six out of 10 times. Like that's, that's a goal more often than it's not. Uh, they had one where they had the guy just blasted it over, uh, from real Mm. close in. Yeah. 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 And and then of course we had a couple where we should have scored. So like at the end of the day, 
three three is probably fair. Uh, it just feels yeah. it just feels worse when you know you could have uh, kind of stolen three points there at the end if we'd have just been able to concentrate for ninety more seconds. Um, yeah, but it happens, especially early in the season. These are the types of mistakes that you make early in a season when you're not all on the same page, when your fitness is not where it 100% needs to be. Um, mm. But, hey, it, I, I'm not going to complain too much because we were 2-0 down uh, in, after the first half, and it could have been it could have been much, much worse. So, Yeah. Now, do you think – would you have taken a draw considering our lineup and who we had available as well as Atlanta United's two or Atlanta United two's lineup? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think, you know, when you consider who we were missing, we were missing Joel Johnson, who is probably one of our three most important players. Um, Mm -hmm. Kivon was not able to start. And as we saw, Kivon is a very important player for us, Um, especially in this system. If we're going to be pressing high and trying to win the ball and play quickly, I think that's going to bring out that Kivon's strengths. I think Kivon struggled a little bit last season with some of the just possess- pure possession. Uh, I think he's not a midfielder that's going to thrive just in pure possession situations. I think he's a midfielder that's mm-hmm. going to thrive in winning the ball and then playing a quick pass, um, yep. which we saw him do a lot at the end of this game. So not having him from the start, I think, probably really hurt us. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we haven't even seen Kivu- Kivutuka, so I don't I don't know how big of a loss it was to not have him. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe... Maybe he is, a, you know, a really good player. We just haven't seen him, so I, it's really hard to say. Um, and then, of course, for them, I mean, having Romario Williams available is kind of like an ace yeah. in the hole. Like it's not, it's almost unfair. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got it. That's that's the kind of thing that you got to deal with when you're playing in this league. It's mm. gonna happen from time to time. You know, you're gonna play a two team that is stronger than they should be one week but then at yep. some point this season we're probably going to play a two team that is really weakened because the mls team needs some of the two two teams better players so that'll probably even out at some point yeah. in the season like maybe we'll get a week new york red bulls two squad or we'll get a week bethlehem at some point in the season like that stuff probably evens out like it's it's very rare that you're that you're going to mm-hmm. play every two team every time at their at their highest strength that's just the yeah. nature of the way those teams work with the call-ups and the send-downs and, and all that, the, the, the volatility in which their rosters move. Um, so it's probably the best United 2 lineup that you could possibly put out there. Um, yeah. The only like addition that you might could have made that lineup stronger was maybe Andrew Carlton. But even then, like Andrew Carlton is a, he's more of a playmaker. They don't really have a playmaking role in that system that they're running. Like They're running a very similar system to the first team which is that 343 with a lot of their a lot of their attack goes down goes from the wing backs and Andrew Carlton mm-hmm. doesn't really fit that system. So even even with like I, I think that was probably the strongest roster that they'll put out this season with yeah. Romario with Brandon Vas or Brandon Vasquez with um Franco Escobar like those are three MLS caliber players that are going to split maybe split time but I mean Franco Escobar is not going to split time with the twos. Brandon Vasquez mm. might get some more playing time with the twos. I feel like he's kind of like a step. Um, he's probably like a rung below Romario Williams in terms of the the pecking order for them um, mm. at the forward position. But yeah, I mean that was probably as strong as you're going to see from them all season. So yeah. that's that's unlucky, but you got to deal with it. You got to you got to make adjustments, and that's something that I think if we if we play this game maybe six weeks from now, we would have yeah. 
been more prepared to deal with it. Um, that's what kind of sucks about our schedule, the way it's breaking this this first part of the schedule. I mean, we played some really we're, – we're going to play some studs. You know, this was on paper the easiest game, but then we had to play a player who, if he played in the USL full-time, would be an MVP candidate every year. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a, a guy who played – you know, was was the best player on the field for most of Atlanta United's playoff run last season in the in the MLS playoffs. Like, mm. that's that's just the way it breaks sometimes. It's just bad luck. Um, but like you said, we responded well to like the going down one zero. Um, I think yeah. maybe you, you you can be okay with a point, but the way we lost it um, kind of feels like we we dropped points. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean. I'm it's really easy for me to say now without knowing the rest of the season that I'm okay with a point there because it's in a way a point we may not have had but it is still another home game so that does make it a little Mm -hmm. bit more disappointing unfortunately um but yeah um I think we have some listener questions. We do. Uh, First listener question comes from Charles Houston. He says, after giving up six goals in our first two games, how concerned are you with our defense? I'm hoping it will get better as time goes on because of the lack of playing together. I'll let you answer first. How concerned are you about the defense? Um, Honestly, not very. um, Because we've played two high-pressing, quality, attacking teams um and on top of it we've i guess you can say for one reason or another been missing key parts of those of uh of the defense missing joel in the first game um and and well in the second game sorry and then hugh in the first game essentially mm-hmm. um and we've been playing and quite frankly the goals that we've given up have not been i mean they've been mistakes but they they've been I don't think they've been a, a, a fact of like we just got completely bossed. Like mm-hmm. we, like we saw Enzo dribbling through their defense. We we didn't just have a a complete lack of skill. It's more a lack of situational quality, I guess. If that makes yeah, concentration, sense. awareness, concentration, yeah. like awareness of where we need to be. Because mm-hmm. once we sure up exactly where everyone needs to be and getting back on the same page when we lose the ball and that type of thing. I feel like these situations will resolve themselves when that'll happen. I don't know. Um, (laughs) is the easy way of answering that, but I'm not too terribly concerned at the, at the current moment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned. Um, I thought we would be better at, I know it's early. Um, so I want to give it time because I know this is a difficult system to implement because mm. when you're pressing high, when you're committing numbers um, to kind of swarm the ball, it's going to put players in difficult one-on-one situations. It's going to make those split-second decisions have, um, I guess, more consequences than they would if you were just getting numbers behind the ball. So in the in the case of the first goal, so if we were if we were playing a different system and more players were dropping back. It wouldn't be as bad if Tico and and uh, Gutman weren't on the same page because if you're if you're committing numbers further back, you've got more guys dropping in to to fill in those gaps where players leave. So mm-hmm. I can understand like where there's room for optimism because as we get on the same page, as we learn the system better, as those split second decisions are become more natural and become more 
you know, second nature, you're going to – it's just going to be better. It's going to be smoother. More guys are going to know when he goes out wide, I have to drop in and cover his space. When mm-hmm. this guy – you know, when this runner comes in, I have to mark him, that kind of thing. So those things are going to get better. But I'm, I'm disappointed in, that, in the fact that if you look at all six of those goals, almost all of them have come from – just mental errors, mental breakdowns, not just a guy beating you one-on-one physically. It's, oh, this runner ran in behind me and I didn't follow him. Or Romario Williams is one of the best strikers in this league, but I didn't find him until it was too late. So like, just like, that's the frustrating thing for me is like, like you said, it's not that we've been getting bossed like for skill, but I'd almost feel better if we, if it was just that, like I would almost feel better if a guy had just made a sick move and beaten us one-on-one Whereas yeah. we're just letting guys get tap-ins because we're not marking runners, like stuff like that. Like, and they're little things, but the margin for error in this league has reduced so drastically over the last three or four years. You can't just you can't just continue to allow so much space. Um, that that's my issue. It's just that they've been they've just been like it seems like they've just been simple errors. Um, but I do think I do agree with you that I think it will get better. Um, but I'm a little more concerned than you are, I, th- I guess. Yeah, I guess where I'm coming from is it's they're correctable mistakes. That's uh, th- yeah, um, absolutely. That's fair. And I think um, yeah, that's, that's why I'm not like let's burn it down. Yeah, and, it's and, not like a systematic but, thing. But I where... do agree with you. There, there is some some reason to be concerned, yeah. but it's, it's correctable, I guess. Yeah. And one thing I want to see too, I want to see Hugh Roberts and Aaron Mond play together as center backs. Um, yeah, they seem to have a little bit more chemistry on the right side. It seemed like the more dangerous things were happening on the left side, um, so we we have to see the right combinations and, and see what what's going to happen. Where uh, mm. it, it, and Dave Dixon said on the second yellow, like you were saying, that he thinks we have three starting quality quality center backs. Um, mm-hmm. So if we're going to see a rotation, I'd like to see which combination is going to be kind of the best of those. Mm. Oh. All right, so Jason has several questions. Point one or two points dropped? Um, I'm going to go with two points dropped. Just like I was saying earlier, like it felt like if we could have just turned it back on for 90 more seconds after we scored the third goal, I feel like we would have all felt so much better coming out of that game. Mm. Um, just, you know, it, I mean, it was great to come back. It was great to score three unanswered goals in 10 12 minutes, whatever it was. But to give up the goal, it's just kind of like let the air out of the building kind of at the end. Um, I know the players were really disappointed. You could just tell uh, they kind of all dropped. dropped. When the final whistle hit, they kind of dropped all of them. Uh, They really, they looked spent physically. And they all came over, you know, they they all came over and shook our hands after the game. Um, And you could just tell they were a little disappointed. We were all kind of disappointed, so... I, yeah. I kind of just feel like it's two points dropped, but I can see an argument for both. I mean, we were, we went down two nil and still got a point out of it. So anytime you go down by multiple goals and get a point out of the game, it's a good thing, but losing it the way we did or, or splitting the points the way we did just kind of feels, gives you a negative feeling. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I guess I would, I'm more on the, a point is a point type of situation where given the game state going down, Coming back from two o down or o two down, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 
something to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't want to give up a, a stoppage time goal, but I think. I mean, I don't want to say how often is that going to happen, but... Hopefully never again. <laughs> yeah, well, my God, hopefully never again. Because, I don't like, know I, I don't know, the elation of scoring what you thought would be a stoppage time winner to mm-hmm. the deflation, like, that was so rapid and so yeah. crushing. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. like, what did we just do all that work for? Yeah, um, and, and that it mixed with, like, the sheer amount of, like, topsy-turvy calls that weren't done and like just the sheer emotion like this game the amount of energy everybody was playing with and how open the game was and everything i just it just felt like it felt tough it felt like a game that like i know it's not the way it works but like i wish we could have gone to extra time um (laughs) just to to let somebody win damn it um uh but yeah, it's not how it works, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jason All right. has several other questions. I'm gonna ignore some of them because some of them are silly. Um, <laughs> Romar is Romario legal? We've kind of already covered that. Like, it's kind of one of those things where I don't know. A lot of fans get bent out of shape about this type of thing. Um, you know, I think there's a phrase like "we got MLS," um, but. I don't know. It's just a reality of this league. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you're going to face, like like I've already said, these are probably going to balance out. Like at some point this season, we're going to play a two team and they are just not going to have their best players available. Um, yeah. It just so happened that when we played this two team, they had their best players available. They were able to bring down Romario because the two, the, uh, the first team is off for like 10 days. Um, they, they wanted to get him some game time. Obviously he's a great player, phenomenal player. Um, if he wasn't behind the best striker in MLS, he was probably, he would probably be getting a lot more playing time at that level. Yeah. It's, it is how it is. Um, yeah, I I don't think we should complain too much because I think it's going to balance out. Yeah. I I think that's a fair place to be like it stinks, but there's still like, there's ways you can combat it. I mean, yeah, because I mean, at this point, I feel like, I mean, by definition, Romario Williams, sure, he could play, he could start for a lot of MLS clubs, but he's a fringe player. How many fringe MLS players are in the USL on a contract? Several. I would say every team probably has at least one player yeah. that could play at MLS level if their situation were right, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, think, do I, I think, like it? No. I think Joel Johnson. But would be an MLS right back if he had a green card. I think he would be a starting MLS right back if he had a green card. That's that's his yeah. situation. Romario's mm-hmm. situation is he would probably be a starting MLS striker if he didn't play behind the best striker in the league. So yeah. you're going to get those players in the league. I mean, it's just, you know, Santi Morar over in New Mexico is absolutely tearing it up. Like, he's probably yeah. MLS caliber. Like, every team has at least one or two guys that can play a, a level above and be competent at, at the least. Um, so I don't think we should all get bent out of shape just because somebody's contract situation is weird. Um, you know, I know Romario is a great player, but I think if any any striker in the USL could have scored the first goal and the third goal. Hell, any center back in the... In the I mean, like, he was completely un 
flustered. There was no one near him. The, it was, they were, he had two tap-ins for the first and the third goal. Like, he's a great player, but those are those are goals you can't give up as defend as defense. Like, you just can't give those up. They were they were just too easy. I'll give him credit on the second goal. That's not a goal that I think everybody every striker scores in the league. But oh, the first yeah. one and the third one, that's not Romario Williams killing us. That's just poor defending. Um, but I think we've kind of answered that question. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't really paying too much attention during your halftime bobblehead thing. Who won? Uh, I think I won. You think you I won? I cheated. I'll admit. Oh, you cheated. cheated. So okay. So but we all cheated except for uh, Richard Marion. Well, that's what that's what he's asked. That's what Jason is asking. Yeah. Why didn't I Richard mean, win the bobblehead? Because all three of you guys cheated except for Richard. I mean, yeah, I, I'll admit I cheated. I know I cheated. Goose I knew is, I wasn't going to win. So Goose I was is like, like no, I cheated, I, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, exactly. There's no independent uh, uh, committee that's going to look this up. Or well, we cur- have video of it, so yeah. Beware. Beware. Um, uh, for those I, of you who don't know, there was a contest at halftime. You had to eat what was it? Four saltines in six sixty salt. seconds. Oh, six saltines six. in sixty yeah. seconds, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of spitting of the saltines going on. Um, A lot of cheaters, apparently. I wasn't paying too much attention. Yep. So who did win? Was it – did Mary win? Garrett won. Oh, Garrett won. Okay. I'll tell you why Garrett shouldn't have won. He admitted after he was crowned champion (laughs) that he he took some saltines out of the bag or dropped some. Ah, so, fault, sneaky. He did not start with the, the evil, even Ooh. playing field of saltines. Um, I don't know if Garrett listens to the podcast, but admit <laughs> you cheated, Garrett, because I did. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Mary did. We've all seen that Mary did. So yeah, but Mary's a saint, <laughs> so you can do whatever she wants. Yeah, it's, that's true. I guess. Um. All right. Next question. How is the cider? I didn't have it, so I can't say. Did you have the cider? It's good. It's yeah, good. it's good. I will say someone described it as a candle um, <laughs> and it kind of ruined it for me. Like it, it kind of it tasted it like, a, like candle. a candle, <laughs> um, but like a really good candle. Like it was good, though. I really liked it. Um, if you like ciders, it's not too sweet. I was going to ask if dry. it was really sweet because that's my that's my issue with cider is they're a lot of times yeah. way too sweet. I mean, I have a pretty good sweet tooth, to be honest with you, but I don't think it was too sweet. Definitely don't think it was dry. On a scale of, like, um, champagne to, like, Red's Apple Ale, how sweet is it? Um, ooh, I don't drink those two things very often. I mean, I don't, um, drink, I don't drink much of them ever, but... I'll say this. I'll mix it into my beer drinking from time to time. Okay. Just if that means anything. And I don't drink ciders. So, like, I thought it was good. It was a good change of pace from just... Heineken and Tecate and uh, the good old Noda breweries. All right. That's so. fair. I'll probably try it out. Just haven't had it yet. I think Jason will probably like it. Yeah. Um, why did Alex forget the stickers? Because I just forgot them. I left them in high point. <laughs> uh, they're sitting next to me right now. I see them. Uh, I'll try to remember to bring them next game. But if I don't, oh, well. Um, Okay, so here's another, here's a good question from Jason. So he said, yay or nay that Joel doesn't get to play in the African Cup of Nations. So uh, Joel's team lost. The, the Liberian national team lost 1-0 today. 
if they had, I think if they had even, if they'd just drawn, they would have qualified for the African Cup of Nations. They pulled um, in America. <laughs> sort of. Uh, um, not quite on the World Cup scale. Yeah, but. It would be like if the United States didn't qualify for the Gold Cup. But also, I feel like it would have been the first time they qualified in a while for Liberia. Um, it's obviously mm. disappointing. Like, I, it's kind of nay, like for me. Like, I'm not excited that they missed out. Um, I would love for Joel to get a chance to be on that level of um, attention. Like that's a, that's a big time tournament, yeah. international tournament. Um, he would have a lot of eyes on him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I love our players. I want the best for them. I don't want to just hoard them in Charlotte forever. Like I, yeah. I know some of like, if, if they go on to bigger and better things, like I'm happy for them. Um, so if Joel had gone on to the African cup of nations and like balled out and got bought by somebody in Europe or something, uh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. But now he's gonna just have to ball out here and, and and do the same. End up, you know, doing the same thing. So, I mean, he's yep. still a fairly young player. I think he's only like twenty five, uh, twenty four, yeah. twenty five, somewhere in there. So, like, he's got a, a long career ahead of him. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he'll get another chance probably to play in the in the Afcon. Um, hopefully, they can qualify next time around. But uh, I'm I'm disappointed for him. I'm I'm sure he's disappointed, just because that's a that's a big deal. I know he would have probably missed some games. Because the the tournament is in the summer, um, but I I think I think Kivon's probably going to miss some games for the Gold Cup this summer. Uh, I'm sure he'll be a fixture for the the Trinidad and Tobago national team. So um, I'll be really happy for him. I know we'll miss him, uh, but I'll be rooting for him. I hope they go really far. What yeah, do you think about I, that? I, I feel pretty similarly. Without um, getting myself in trouble, then I'll uh, I'll agree with you. <laughs> All right, that was the end of Jason's questions. Um, Charles Houston has another question. He said, Ordoro got on the score sheet for the second time in as many games. How many goals do you think he scores this season? I mean, I think he's shown – I'm curious what his actual, uh, like, uh, conversion rate is because I want to say it's – It's too early. It's too small a sample size to worry about conversion rate. His conversion rate is probably, like, two out of three. <laughs> that's still like <laughs> I, I think that shows that he's he's a Jorge Herrera type goal or goal scorer like he's not gonna he's not gonna shoot it like Enzo from 40 yards out yeah he's gonna but be I mean, in the box mainly fox in the box yeah, yeah. I think um his conversion rate it's 67 percent so that's what I said I'll two out of three that. I was right that's funny. yeah you are right that you get it well he was close to being three out of three it, because he was maybe eight inches from scoring on that that header uh, from Alex, it would have been oh, I think yeah. it would have been the first goal. Um, Ooh, it was okay. right before he scored the eventual first goal. He had okay. a header that go, went just wide. Yeah, you but, know. Uh, but yeah, let's let's I mean, do an over under. I so over on I'll set the over under at eleven goals. Do you think he gets over eleven goals or under? I say over. If he stays healthy, I, absolutely over. If he stays healthy, I, I would agree with you. I think we can expect 12 to 15 if he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. From, from what I've seen with him, I think we're going to create a lot of chances for him. Oh, um, yeah. Between Enzo and Alex and Jake Ehrman and Jorge, and we have all these different players that can that can set up their teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ordura is going to get a lot of chances. Um, yep. So it's just a matter of staying healthy and putting the chances away. And I think he's going to do that a fairly good clip. Um, so if, you know, if he, if he stays healthy, I think we can probably expect 10 more goals from him. 
Um, yeah. I think, I mean, Enzo even said when he, in his interview on Second Yellow that he's probably not going to score as much this season as he did, as he has in the past, which I'm fine with. I think he's already got, he's already got two assists. He's already been so dangerous. Like defenses collapse around him. Like I think he's going to be able to create a lot of chances. Like if Enzo doesn't have yep. double digit assists this season, I'll be shocked. Um, just I mean, based point. on based on how he's played so far and how teams are defending him with just sheer numbers. Yep. Like you see, when he gets near the eighteen, he's got at least two defenders committed to him at all times. Like he's he's going to have ample opportunity to to lay lay the ball off for his teammates. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that kind of was an additional question that I just made up. How many assists will Enzo get? But yeah, I think Oduro, if he stays healthy, will be in that twelve to fifteen goal range. Um, he's a he's a nice little addition to the squad for sure. Um, this question is from our friend Vaughn Palman. He asks, "Why do you think we're giving up goals early and scoring goals late? We look like we have the skill to be a very good team. So what adjustments or improvements need to be made to get us on the right trajectory?" This is a good question. Um, I would think we have to, I mean, this is really easy to say, but I think we have to get in a flow early. I think we have to, um, cause I think like you, you've basically, you've said numerous times at this point, really, we, we haven't been able to get into a flow. And then we like the first goal, we, we, weren't able to get set they took advantage of it they scored it it's almost like this is not a good correlation but it's almost like in fifa when they have the ball to start at the half how many times <laughs> do people score goals way too often we got fifa <laughs> damn it um we got know fifa right, we got you know fifa right. in real life yeah we that's got hilarious FIFA. we got the kickoff fifa glitch on yeah. in real life um <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what it is. We have to be settled. We have to, because like Vaughn said, we 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 have showed a lot of good skill in one two passes and, and that type of thing. Um, it's just a matter of getting settled early um, yeah. and just being comfortable with where we are. I think that's what what it comes down to, and that's just going to take time. I mean, I, I don't even. I would even say that. Even if it would have helped, obviously, I'm not going to get on a soapbox and say something crazy, even though I kind of am. Um, I would even venture to say, even if we got this squad in early, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as severe now, the problems. But you really can't correct issues unless you're getting real game action that matter, too. I mean, because preseason's preseason. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I think that's I think there's a lot to that. I mean. Some of these mistakes that we've been making are not going to be punished by college teams or uh, low, you know, lower division teams who were a lot of the times you play in preseason. Like I think we played all college teams except for a couple of MLS reserve teams and NCFC. Um, so like you know, like you said, the quality in preseason is is not there. Um, when you make a mistake, you may not get punished. And so far, I mean. When we've made mistakes, teams have punished us. It's yeah, right. um, it has not been friendly so far. Sometimes you can get away with stuff at this level, um, but so far, so we have not gotten away with really anything. Nope. Um, 
but no, I, I think a little bit of the goal scoring goals late, I think it's a little bit of a fitness thing. Like I know Coach McGinnis has put a big emphasis on fitness. And through two games, we've looked like the more fit team. Um, oh. We have had a sur- late surge both times. And like I don't, I haven't seen a lot of people look tired, um, which is a real testament to what they, the work they put in in the preseason. Uh, because both both games they've been the more fit team. Um, so I think that has a little bit to do with it. And I think some of it just has to do with the sheer volume of chances that we've created. Like both games, we've created a ton of chances. It's just, they didn't really, they just didn't break through until the end. Um, you know, both, both the ND 11 game, they had a couple of great saves. The Atlanta keeper had, had, had had two phenomenal saves. Um, one of them, one of them was off of what would have been an own goal. Um, the deflection, how he saved that, I have no idea. And the one on Enzo, where Enzo was yeah. there three yards out um, and can probably could have put it past him, you know, every other time. But he made a great save. Yeah, keep playing great. Sometimes it's just a matter of volume. Eventually you're going to break through. Um, what a- adjustments need to be made? I think when we st- we just have to start the game with the same intensity and urgency that we f- played – these past two games within the 70th minute, like we have to be more alert to danger. Um, we've been a little bit slow to react in a lot of situations. Yeah. And I think some of that is just second guessing the system a little bit. Um, maybe just having a, if you just doubt for even a second that you're doing the right thing, it's going to make a dramatic difference on whether or not you get there. So if you, if you're, if you're just, if you hesitate even at all, you're not going to get there to block the the cross or the the shot or whatever it is um so i think as we learn the system things are going to improve they just have to get more comfortable with it It has to become second nature you have to know that when this player does this you have to react this way vice versa like getting on the same page with the rest of the team i think is is really paramount right Mm -hmm. now um thad humphrey says that he's loving the team entry great mix of veterans and young quality players and gutman and airman and hill Big shout out to all three of those guys. Um, he said for him, Airman was the man of the match, uh, or is it Armin? Which one are we going with now? Uh, it's Armin. Armin. Okay, Armin. I'm yeah. saying, I've been saying I've been so conditioned to say it the other way. So Armin yeah. was the man of the match. Uh, covered ground, completes passes, and had the clutch assist. Displayed a high skill set all night. Looks like bright future for the youngsters. I would agree with that. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as man of the match. I don't know who I would pick for man of the match. Like it's it's a tough one. It is. I, mean, t- I would I would almost lean towards Hugh Roberts, um, which yeah, there was good. what there was a nomination for him. Um, just I don't know. It seemed like it's hard to give it to anybody, um, just because everybody it made a big, everybody team. made like at least one huge mistake. Like it's really hard to, to yeah. give it to anybody. I almost would give it to Alex actually. So I feel like yeah. of all the players who had had a good game alex made probably the least amount of mistakes um and had the most amount of like good did the most amount of good i don't know i'm not phrasing that that's a really weird way to phrase it but no i I, I would almost give it to alex yeah i'm gonna cop out again and i'm gonna say the martinez brothers cop out martinez you did the same thing last week you said the same thing i could i'm gonna roll with it (laughs) martinez at least go with like jorge or something be original I'm continuing the trend. What can I say? All right. Our friend Matt, who I got to meet, we both got to meet um, yeah. at the game. So thanks for saying hey, Matt. Uh, he said he'd like to nominate Hugh Roberts for Man of the Match. 
He was shutting down attacking plays all night, made a great save when Brandon had to leave his line, and even made an attacking run of his own. Great performance oh, yeah. by the big guy. Yeah, that one run, I was really hoping he would oh. get a chance to, to to get a ball in the air in the box. Um, it didn't yeah. happen for him, but he he was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I really I hope he's this. I really going. hope he's a full time starter. Um, yeah. Why he was not in the lineup last week, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, that one, I'm gonna second guess for a while, because we've been told <laughs> that it wasn't a fitness issue, it wasn't an injury, it wasn't anything like that. It was just a, a coach's decision, um, which yeah. you know, okay, but he looked phenomenal to me. Yeah, um, he definitely. Our friend that. Richard. AKA English Invader, hashtag free English Invader. Uh, Roberts played great. Why didn't he play? Or weird that he didn't play last week, which, yeah. Uh, he said it was a very slippery pitch, which we kind of already talked about. Lucky no one was injured. I think it did affect play a little bit. Um, do you think it really, did, do you think it had a huge effect on the play of the wet surface? Um, I mean, yeah, if you think about it. Really, it, I yeah, I would agree. I in think, essence, it, it both gave Atlanta one goal, you can say, with Hugh slipping. Because if Hugh doesn't slip, that goal's probably not scored. Probably, we yeah, don't know. I agree. I'm going to say he doesn't score that goal. And then, on top of it, the first um, cross, uh, Jake heading into the box. If Jorge doesn't slip, we know what happens when he's in the box like that. Mm-hmm. He's going to bike it in. He's going to head it in. He's <laughs> He's going to chest it in. He's going to he's gonna do something with it. He's just going to look the ball into the net. I don't know. But, yeah, I think, I mean, that that's a that's a swing there. Gave them a goal and in some ways took a goal away from us. So, it did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it had a, a small effect um, on some of the goals. I'm Like he said, I'm glad no one was injured because of slipping. I don't. You know, Odura went off with maybe a hamstring. Um, he asked Richard also asked any word why Odura went off. The announcers were saying that he was kind of clutching at his hamstring. Uh, they showed him once pointing at his hamstring, so I really hope that's not a sign of things to come. Because as we know, last season we dealt with hamstring injuries to nearly every player on the roster. So really hope that doesn't become a trend. Um, and if it does become a trend, like what's our medical staff doing? Um, because this is yeah. two years in a row with the hamstrings. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, anyways, uh, next question is, which, tax- which tactical direction should the independents take? Tighten up and be more defensive or press even more with an eye on more goals to get the win? This is also from Richard. What do you think? What's your what's your call here, Goose? Um, I mean, it's tough. Because uh, I was about to say... When we've we when we've had possession and controlled it and pressed a high played a high line, we've only been good. But then it's t- yeah I don't know. Um, I, I I will say I, I don't know when it will happen. It may take a while to happen, but I still think the defensive issues we've had will get ironed out once we get people on the same page and that in essence these goals we're letting up won't happen as much i don't think i mean i could be way wrong somebody will tell me if i'm wrong i'm sure <laughs> but i i i think in order to create these chances we're having we're going to have to play have players up 
Um, and that's, I mean, we've seen in these first two games, we've scored good goals. We've given ourselves good opportunities and that's not going to happen if we're sitting back. It's just not, um, that's, it's a, it's a kind of a product of playing a high line, playing up. I mean, we're playing like Liverpool and sometimes Liverpool has things happen like that. So <laughs> if, if liver, if it happens to Liverpool, it's okay if it happens to us. Yeah, Liverpool has Virgil van Dijk, though, so we're going to need Hugh Roberts to be our Virgil van Dijk. Uh, I think we're going to have to tighten up defensively because I think we, we've got an attack that can score two to three goals a game if we, you know, take our chances. Uh, we're not we're obviously not going to average two or three goals a game. It's just not going to happen. But we have yeah. the quality. We have the attacking quality. We just have to tighten it up at the back. If we, t- if we can tighten it up at the back, we're going to be a, a good team. Um we have seen we have quality. We know we have quality in the midfield. We know we have quality in the final third. So if yeah. we can just tighten it up at the back, we're going to be a good team. Like a, we we could we yeah. can be maybe like a 2017, maybe make a run. Mm. You know, you don't know. Like it's re- it's really early to really determine if anybody who's great and who's good and who's bad. Yeah. You know, it's it's too like, early to tell any of that, but we've seen the quality that we have and we know that we can score goals. So, I think that I think what we need to do is tighten up everything at the back because mm. if we're giving up these easy goals, we're not going to go far. It doesn't matter how much quality we have in the final third. Uh, if we're giving up as easy of the chances as, we, as we're giving up so far, um, we're just not going to go far. So, All right, Richard asks, a couple more questions. Do you think Atlanta should be considered for a playoff position this season now? Uh, probably too early to tell. It's only been two yeah. weeks or three weeks for them, I guess. They look much improved over last season. New coach, um, some. It seems like they have a little bit different philosophy, a um, little bit more quality in their squad right now. Um, but really, it, it's kind of too early for me to tell who's mm. going to be even in play. Because you know, should yeah. we even be in consider consideration for playoffs? Like, it's kind of hard to say. Like, if we're going to give up two or three goals a game, then no. Like, we're, we're not going to make the playoffs. But if we can tighten up, you know, everybody's going to have, everybody's got these what ifs, like can so-and-so keep it up? You know, it's, it's almost too early. We almost need to play, I don't know, 10, 10 or so games before we can know who's good and who's not. Mm. What do you think? I mean, do you think it's too early to tell or do you think Atlanta's yeah, going to be I, like, I mean, I think it's incredibly silly to have power ranking. Power rankings come out this early to care about the standings. I mean, yeah. I mean, things are going to be different. Play, people are going to have injuries. We have the Open Cup coming up. We have international yeah. duty. Like that's going to change things. I mean, yeah, that's why like as much as I'm disappointed we got a 1 point out of two home games like yeah. We're, pro- we're we can steal some games on the road maybe. It's 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 a matter of a full season. We still have what? What? How many games we play this year? I think thirty four. Thirty four. So we so got we still have thirty two. Thirty two more games. So not a time to panic yet. Yeah, I agree. That wraps up all the questions. Oh no, there's one more question about the refs. Uh, we kind of already talked about the refs. He said this is Richard. Still, he said we know our feelings on the refs in the stadium, which. There was one guy who was like chasing down the linesman. Um, oh yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, was one of the funnier things I've seen. Um, Gary had to like chase him down and, and get him to come back and 
<laughs> and if oh, Gary, if Gary is the of... voice of reason, then you know you're out of line. Um, was Gary the voice of reason? I thought he was yeah. joining. <laughs> I just assumed Gary was like, whoa. Yeah, he was like, if he's doing it, I'm doing it. No, I think uh, it was I think it was more like, hey, 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 don't get kicked out of the stadium. Um, yeah. But, you know, after watching the broadcast, he said, what are your thoughts after watching the broadcast? After watching the broadcast, the – I think they missed the offside with Mark Hill. I think it should have been uh, – I think they should have allowed that to play on. I know there was some talk about, you know, maybe he – maybe the keeper saves the shot. Well, maybe he doesn't go for the chip there. Like, I don't know if he yeah. saw the flag. I don't know if the keeper saw the flag. Um, either way, it would have been Mark Hill one-on-one with the keeper. I'd like to yeah. see what happens. I think he was onside. They showed oh, okay. they showed the frozen image of the broadcast um, with with Jorge playing the pass. It looked like he was onside to me. Uh, it was yep. close, but it looked like he was onside. Um, the penalty for Enzo that was a stone cold penalty. Um, yeah, I can't believe it wasn't given mm. because the guy. I mean, the guy kicked his legs out right up from under him. Didn't yep. play the ball. Went kicked right on his right leg, right on his right foot. Um, I don't know why it wasn't given. The, the referee even said play on, like it was a dive. Um, but oh, that's, he thought it was a dive? I don't know. The way the way he motioned was like he, he, he did the the arms to the side, yeah. like no penalty. Um, but it was to me it was a very obvious penalty. The yeah. assistant referee on that side right in front of us had a rough game. Um, he missed, I think, a handful of calls um, yeah. and was obviously not a popular like- man. A huge lunch or something but he couldn't keep up with no the he that was yeah i think that was the biggest complaint about him is that he was yeah. consistently five to ten yards behind the plate the entire game um yeah and that you know that's just unacceptable yeah not great um yeah i mean uh, yeah i don't know i i don't want to get too much into it with the refs just because they were just not good they yeah, weren't good for everybody I agree. though yeah, thing, and then, like, I was I was just gonna say like there was a handball did shout you see the George late in the handball? game. Well, yeah. I don't. I ha- they didn't. They never showed a replay on the broadcast. They just said um, yeah. the the guy who was with Poppy Miller as the color analyst. I I don't remember his name, um, but he said that it was a handball in the box um, on one of our players after. I think that may have been when it was two to two still. Um, but it was after Enzo had been fouled, and we thought we had a penalty going that way. So, yeah, I think the referee was bad. Um, he, there was the the whole fracas with the delay in the free kick. Um, that was, I mean, that was so dumb. Um, that that, that, that yeah, took that... so long to to get sorted out. Um, you had the. Some of the substitutions even took ages. Like it, it just little things with the officials that were just so ridiculous. Yeah, um, they weren't great, uh, but they were probably. I mean, Pretty maybe cool. even maybe slightly favored. Uh, maybe the, some of the bad calls slightly favored Atlanta, but only slightly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that wraps up our uh, listener questions, and this has been a really long podcast. So. If you yeah. don't have anything else to add, uh, I'm ready to get out of here. We've been yeah, going, I'm good. We've been going for a while. Uh, <laughs> this game was just wild. This game was crazy. This is probably yeah. the craziest game we'll play all season. Um, yeah. So, like, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Even if you're – if you like, watch the highlights and then go back and watch, like, the last – from, like, the 70th minute-ish, from 72nd minute, yeah. somewhere around there. If you just start at the 72nd minute 
and watch till the end. I think you'll get a really good feel for how this game was. Um, and mm-hmm. it was just wild. Um, both teams, I think, could have scored probably six goals. <laughs> it was it was just yeah. kind of great. It was kind of really open game. We had talked about with Jason Longshore. Both teams kind of wanted to do the same thing. They wanted to press high. They wanted to win the ball high up the field. They wanted to possess yep. the ball. Um, it was two kind of competing philosophies. Atlanta did a good job when they you know they took their chances really well. Charlotte didn't take our, we didn't take our chances as well, but we got more. I think we created more chances. We created a higher volume, so we were able to um, kind of prevail in the end with you know getting one point. But um, but yep. yeah, so you know we'll we'll see you next weekend. I think we play uh, St. Louis St. on the Lewis. road, so mm-hmm. we'll try to get with somebody who is an expert in st louis um and some some old pals in lewis hilton and caleb calvert yeah so all righty everybody i hope you had a good time watching the game whether you were in the stands or at home and uh thanks for listening and as always come on you james Woo-hoo!